It's what's going on between your ears, and that's what the problem is. How you are thinking. It's the way that the Bible says, it's the way that you think in your heart. And so as you think in your heart, that is the way that you are going. Someone says, but, but I have this disease in my body. And I didn't think about having this disease. It came on me. I had no control of it. It just came on me. Someone says, I didn't sit down and I didn't think about this problem. This problem just hit me. It came on. Now it's beginning to consume your life. And you know what that happened? When that happens, uh, your thinking becomes sick. Now I know these are some things that, that you've got to ponder. Believe me. I'm challenging you to stop walking in shallow water. There are many Christians today, that's all they're doing. You know, they, they just got their pant legs up and their shoes off and they're just walking in shallow water. Jesus says, I want to take you to where it's deep, to where you get the blessing, amen. And you know, when you go into deep water, you get consumed, amen. <clears throat> and so... <clears throat> Excuse me. <clears throat> you say, well, this is just a human part of me. This is the way I think. That's true, it is. But you're not natural anymore. As a believer, you've become supernatural. Amen. And the point is, are you going to lean toward how you were thinking before or the thinking that God is going to teach you? Amen. And that's where the Holy Spirit comes in. He says He's our teacher and He will show us and, and He will lead us and we need no one to teach us. My brothers and sisters, when you begin to open this word and you pray, Lord, show me some things. Help me to understand. There is a Holy Spirit there that will speak to you, that will show you things. And you may be going through something right now. There may be a problem or a need. You may be desperate. You may, you may need help. And this is where your help comes. Amen. You get a word from the Lord. Amen. And God's Word begins to straighten out your thinking in the way that you should go. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Someone says, well, you know, it's flu season and everybody's getting it. I guess I'll get it too. Hmm. That's sick thinking. <clears throat> Let me tell you something. If you cooperate <clears throat> with the devil in your thoughts, then Satan can do whatever he wants to do to you. Think about that. 
If you cooperate with Satan in your thinking, he'll do anything he wants to do to you. Well, where is the power of God? Why doesn't God stop it? God has already stopped it. Amen. Amen. Listen, it's the same way with sin. God has already settled the sin question. It's not a problem with God anymore. When he looks at you and I, he doesn't see us as people that are sinning. Uh, he sees us as his, so his son, his daughter. Amen. He sees us as a child of God, uh, belonging to the family of God. Praise the Lord. And when we allow our thoughts uh, to be uh, in line with what Satan is trying to do in our life, then he will do it. Amen. He will do it. He will bring sickness. Amen. He will bring destruction in your life. He will bring chaos. He will bring financial disaster. Praise the Lord. You got to think about this. You see, the Lord, the Bible says that the Lord flows. Now, listen to me. The Lord flows through the way you think. <clears throat> and if you're limiting God with your thinking, then literally you're going to shut off the blessing of God in your life. Doesn't the word of God instruct us that when trouble comes, it says, let not your heart be troubled. As a pastor, I had many phone calls of people calling me. Yes, they were in a crisis situation and they were all upset. And I could understand that. They had all the reason in the world to be upset. But they allowed the situation to overcome them in such a way that it was robbing them of the faith of God that was in their life. Amen. That's a terrible thing to happen. And they're saying, why doesn't God do something? Well, God wants to do something, but you're limiting him. Sister, you know you're going to receive a blessing from the Lord. <laughs> Thank you very And it's cold. <laughs> That's a double blessing on you. <laughs> Thank you. Praise God. God bless you, sister. So the Lord <clears throat> flows through the way you think. That's why we need to start building ourselves up in faith. Listen, there, there is a place where we need to prepare our heart in case of trouble. David did this often. He prepared his heart so that when trouble happened, he was able to handle it. 
A lot of us, we don't do that. We don't prepare our heart in case of trouble. By that I mean, do you know where to go in the scripture? Do you know what to do when crisis comes? Do you know how to handle it? Let's say you come home and you find your son on drugs. What are you going to do? How are you going to handle that? Are you going to lose sleep over it? God's certainly not losing sleep over it. You say, well, that's mean of God. No, it's not mean of God. God can just speak the word and calm the storm. Amen. But he's got to work through you. Hallelujah. You're the one that's limiting him. Amen. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. You need to start building yourself up in faith so when situations come, you're prepared. And even when you're caught unaware, you're prepared. Amen. David fixed his heart on the Lord. Amen. We need to fix our heart on the Lord. Amen. What he says in his word. We need to have a reservoir of scriptures uh, that are within our spirit uh, that when the attack of the enemy comes, uh, we know that he's a liar and a deceiver and a cheater and he's not going to rob me of the blessing of the Lord in my life. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Praise the Lord. I refuse to let trouble come my way. Not that it doesn't come. Amen. It does come, believe me. <clears throat> we walked in, let me say this, I, we walked in Friendly's Restaurant just when we left here. We're standing in line to be seated and the power goes off. And so my wife says to the matron, we're in a hurry, we can't stay too long. How long will the lights be back on? They said, maybe five to ten minutes. Well, I said, let's go. We walked down. We're driving away. The lights are off all over the area. Street lights are off everything. Don't go that way. <laughs> you say, well, hey, you know, that's a coincidence. Look, the Lord knows what he's doing. Amen. I trust him every step of the way. So we were not supposed to eat there, that's all. No big deal. Praise God. Hallelujah. Thank the Lord. I had a situation. I had prostate cancer. And when the doctor told me I had prostate cancer, <clears throat> didn't I, actually it didn't affect me I can honestly say that it did not bother me I'm going to tell you I went through surgery and all of that and in the midst of that you know you say well why don't you just ask the Lord to heal you he's already healed me why do I have to ask him He's already healed me. Amen. That's what he says in his word. We are already healed. But through that whole process, 
I trusted the Lord every step of the way, no matter what they, they wanted to do, this and that and that. It didn't matter to me what they wanted to do. It was what my Lord wanted to do. Amen. And I'm here today with a clean bill of health. Praise the Lord. God is faithful. Amen. And when we get our thinking in line with his word, there's no stopping what you and I can do. We can do the impossible, the Bible says. I mean, we can pray for people and see results. Amen. That's not impossible. We have a lot of people that come through our home. And you know what they say to us all the time? And these are strangers. A lot of them are strangers, people that we don't know. Boy, your house is so peaceful. Now, we don't sense that. We don't. But those that are not used to that, amen, <laughs> they sense something different. There's something different about your house. It's so peaceful here. I'll tell you, that's the way it works with a Christian. Amen. Amen. We're present with the Lord. If we die or if we fall asleep, we're in His presence in heaven. Amen. Amen. That's no big deal. We've got the best of both worlds. Praise the Lord. If God doesn't heal you, amen, as far as your thinking is concerned, uh, that's okay. You'll go to heaven and get healed. But you can get healed now. Amen. Praise the Lord. You don't have to wait till heaven. You can have it now. Get your thinking straightened out. That's your problem. You're limiting God. Some of you, when tragedy hits, you fall apart like a $2 suitcase. You just don't know what to do. I want you to turn to Romans chapter 12. And I want us to look at verse 2. And it says, Do not be conformed to this age, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind, so that you may discern what is good, pleasing, and perfect will of God. Now, some of you have been wondering, I wonder what the will of God is for my life. I mean, you know, we want God suddenly to put it on a piece of paper and, and list exactly. Step one, this is my will for you. Step two, this is my will for you. God doesn't work that way. He doesn't work that way at all. God's way of His will coming to pass in your life, now listen to me, is by the way you think. That's how God's will comes to pass in your life. By the way you think. And I want to challenge you to begin to think bigger and see bigger. Because the same Spirit, I said this already, that is in Jesus Christ that raised Him from the dead dwells in you. If you want change, then you're going to have to change the way you think and the way you see yourself on the inside. As a kid, some of you may not under, 
know this game, the pinball machine. You know what a pinball machine is? Oh, you don't know. It's an electronic game with flippers. And it's a steel ball that goes around and hits this and that and this and that. And you have no control of the ball once you, once you uh, release it. It'll hit that bumper and bounce off that bumper. And I used to love that game as a kid. I would play it for hours. I was a champ pinball player. Amen. <laughs> Back then it was only a quarter now. I don't know what it is now. 75 cents a dollar to play. I don't know what it is. But anyway, it reminds me of some of our lives as, as a Christian. You know, we release our life in God, but then, according to our thinking, we bounce from this situation to that situation to this situation, and we're just bouncing here and there and everywhere, going back and forth. That's not the way God wants you to walk with Him. Amen. He says there is a perfect will that we can discern. Amen. That we can know. There is a way. Amen. And Instead of living your life that way, we can live our life the way God wants us to live according to His Word. You know, people use this excuse and that excuse. Well, you know, I'm talking Christian now. I'm not talking somebody that's not a Christian. Well, I came from a dysfunctional family, you know, and uh, this is why I am the way I am. Well, you know... Um, <clears throat> I'm not the right coward, you know. That's why I didn't get this position or that position. Uh, and we're using all kind of excuses. I don't have enough education, you know. Or maybe you had family problems and your family disowned you, and you're using all kind of excuses as a believer. You're putting the responsibility on someone else rather than yourself. That's the point. And people, they'll go through their entire life being controlled what, by what somebody else said. Let me tell you, brothers and sisters, nobody has control over you. Nobody has control over you unless you give it to them. You have a choice either to become bitter or to become better. You have a choice. We read in Matthew chapter 14, and it was about 3 a.m. in the morning, and the disciples, they were a mile offshore. Jesus was not with them. He was in the mountain praying. And they're out there, and suddenly they encountered this ferocious storm out there in the middle of nowhere. <clears throat> and suddenly, Peter looks up in the midst of all of this confusion going on. The waves were just overwhelming. The water was just pouring into their boat, and they were trying to save themselves. They knew they were goners. These were men of the sea. They knew they were goners. And suddenly Peter looks up in the midst of all that and he sees a figure coming. And he's walking toward them. 
And of course, we know who it was. It was the Lord Jesus Christ. But you know what? He didn't come running to them. He didn't yell out to them and say, Hey, guys, wait a minute. Don't give up. I'll be there. I'm coming. And he didn't charge them. You know, the scripture, the way, it, the way it's put, would seem that if they pay no attention to that figure, that Jesus would have walked right on by him. Now, there's a point in why I'm saying this. <clears throat> the Lord is not going to come to you and I and say, hey, I can save you. He's not going to come to you and say, hey, I can heal you. Hey, I can baptize you with the Holy Ghost. He'll never do that. He'll never come to you that way. You see, Jesus didn't save them by showing them himself. He didn't. He showed himself, but they had to cry out and ask for help. When he was walking after his resurrection to the road to Emmaus, he was with his two disciples. There again, he would have gone further. But the Bible says they compelled him to, to come in. And so the Lord's not going to come uh, uh, to you and I and force himself into our life. He's not going to do that. I said nobody can force you to choose the way of the Lord. As a man thinketh in his heart, uh, so is he. So you must invite him in. We must take this word and begin to digest it uh, into our spirit. Amen. I don't mean just to memorize it. Thank God you can memorize it. And you can quote scripture by heart. That's wonderful. But I mean put, this, put the word of God into your spirit. Amen. So there is a bank there. There is a resource, amen, that when the enemy comes uh, as a devourer, that you can draw from the word of God uh, that is within you and not from yourself uh, or your own thinking, amen. As a man thinketh in his heart, so is he. Listen, if you don't believe in the baptism of the Holy Ghost with speaking in tongues, and some people think, well, you know, you need to, <clears throat> to speak in tongues to prove that you're baptized with the Holy Spirit. They got it all backwards. When the Holy Spirit comes in, you will speak in tongues. Amen. Not that you have to have the tongues as a sign of the Holy Spirit in your life. But if you don't believe that, guess what? You're not going to speak in tongues. That's it. That's just that simple. If you don't believe that the Lord can take care of your problem, He's not going to take care of your problem. It's just that simple. If you believe that the Lord cannot heal your body, you want to believe the doctor's report, that's all well and good for you. You go right ahead. 
And you may die before your time. I know, you know, this doesn't come over that well, but this is the way it is as we walk with the Lord. And I'll tell you, and if you think that is what life is all about, <clears throat> God will meet you right where you are. And you will be saved and stuck forever. I'm not saying you're not going to heaven. You'll go to heaven. It was already said this morning. I think Brother John said it right from the beginning. <clears throat> you and I, we are different. There's no doubt about it. We're not like the world at all. But the point I want to make is this. If you were alongside of the person you worked with who was unsaved and you're a Christian, would you be able to tell the difference? Where you live, your neighbor next door, who's unsaved, not a Christian. Maybe you're good friends with that neighbor. That's good. But as you're there, would they know that your house is set apart unto the Lord? <clears throat> when we were living... In the, in the town that I was pastoring, they were pouring concrete in our uh, doorway. And as it set just enough, I went there and I put in concrete a scripture verse right at the doorstep of my house so that anybody that would walk by would see this scripture. And it said, as for me and my house... We're going to serve the Lord. And that's the way it's got to be with you and I. Our thinking in our heart determines the direction our life is going to go. Is God the most important thing in your life? Above everything else, is His Word taking preeminence in your life? If it's not then you have some problems. You really have some big problems because God has a plan for your life. But you and I have to seek Him with all of our heart. And if we don't, then we're going to limit what God can do in our life. Again, the Lord is to you the way you believe He is. If you don't believe in in miracles, guess what? No miracles will ever happen in your life. Did you know that there is a difference between miracles and blessing? Miracles happen instantly. Miracles are usually when, when you need quick help quickly. That's a miracle. 
A blessing is something that continues. Amen. Praise the Lord. Yes, I love to have a miracle, but it's short-lived. I want the blessing of the Lord. Amen. Praise the Lord. I want to be blessed of the Lord. I always say, this is what I say all the time, I am highly, highly favored of the Lord and blessed. I say it all the time. I confess that to myself. And if there's anyone hearing, somebody at work would say to me, how you doing today, Carl? Oh, I'm highly blessed of the Lord. I'm one of God's favorite. You know, it shuts them up right away. They don't want to talk to me anymore. Because they were expecting, oh, I, I dread coming to work today. and You know, they want me to come down to their level, and I will not do that. Praise the Lord. Is that a note for me? Uh-oh. Wow. That's a good note. <laughs> if you believe that God wants you to get up and go to a job you dislike and you suffer through the day, and you come home and you sit down and you watch television all evening. And then you go to sleep and you get up, go to a job you don't like. And you just do this over and over and over again. And if you think that is what life is all about, that's where God will meet you. I don't think life is all about that. Yes, we need a job. I understand that. And God can give you a job that you would love with all of your heart if that's where you want to if that's where he's placing you. Amen. I've been with this company, listen, working with this company 44 years. Was my first job I've ever gotten. Now, you figure that out. When I moved into the sales department, I told the boss then, I says, look, there's a call of God on my life, and you can hire me for this position, but I don't know how long I'll be here. <laughs> and he said, well, that's all right, Carl. Stay as long as you want. <laughs> and I've been there ever since. I've been praying, God, how come this is happening? I mean, I've got a call of God in my life. And I'm, I, but you know what? I get up every morning and I love my job. I love it. And God has helped me to excel and blessed me. And you know what? It's, the ministry is just as part of my job as anything else. It's intertwined. Listen, it, 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 I don't know how to explain it. But when you're walking with the Lord, He's just as much concerned about how you live now, right now, as far as your spirituality is concerned. Amen. It, it works the same. And I don't know how many people have been blessed at work. I don't know. 
They call me to pray. They call me to pray for this or for that. And I do it. Some of them are as atheistic as can be. Yet they need God in time of trouble. I pray for them anyway. Listen, as you think in your heart, so are you. And I'm going to leave you with that thought. Don't be an average Christian. That's what I'm saying. Be a supernatural Christian. Amen. Amen. This average bit, this just walking along, meager fare. Listen, leave that. Amen. Don't get stuck in that kind of mentality. Step out for God. Praise the Lord. Step out for Him. And begin to allow the Word of God to motivate you. Amen. And challenge you. God will bring you into situations that you'll have to scratch your head. But he'll give you an answer. Amen. He will. He will help you through everything. God is a great God. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. God bless you.